Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. You were a magician, but you always knew there was something more. In the city above, magic is a pale imitation of what it can be in the heart. Down here, there is true power to be channeled, i.e. stolen, from beings of tremendous power. You see that the rites of the spell-slinging occultists and the miracle-summoning priest of the spire are nothing but two sides of the same coin, tricks that redirect ambient energy into desired effects. I think that's the least exciting <laughs> method or description of magic we've ever had. Redirecting ambient energy into desired effects. Making things happen because you made them happen. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Hello. That was Chris that was Chris reading the intro to the junk mage there. The junk mage was a class. Is a class. Um we I think it took us about an afternoon to name them, and in that time we had to change what they were doing. Yeah, we, we had an idea for them, and then we went, Junk Mage? Oh, hang on. We've got a better idea. Yeah. So, they had they had a tumultuous birth. Uh, they went through a lot of different things, and then we ended up, like, we couldn't come up with a decent name. We had, we had like, like s- s- something around, like, th- Thaumaturge, around that vibe. Yeah, that kind of, like, yeah. hedge maze. Hedge Gutter maze. Wizard we had as well. Yes. Yeah, Gutter Wizard, I think, was the one that lasted the longest. I think I think the like the thing we had with the gutter wizard was we wanted them to be sort of magical hackers, like taking different parts of spells and combining them. Yeah, and also for elements that we had existing already in Spire, like with mm. the midwife, when they summon sweetlings, they can find what's inside a building and things like that. Mm. Um, the blood witch can do a similar thing. Yeah, the blood witch was a hacking class originally, weren't they? Yeah, mm, yeah but we'll get to them. Mm. Well. I mean, the Spire Blood Witch. Yes, but like, we, yeah. can, we can yeah. track yeah. the revolution yeah. later. Ah. Um, but we changed them to Junk Mages, and then we figured that the the most Howard and Taylor thing we could come up with was a warlock whose patron didn't know they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, so. and like the, the Junk Mage name is a, is essentially a complicated pun. It's not very Broadly, funny, yeah. but yeah. it's a pun in that it they, they cobble together shit. But also mm. junk, as in addiction and heroin and mm. that sort of thing. Um, in that like they are, don't, um, they're addicted to really, their magic. We don't really go into the addiction, the addiction to the magic thing, really. I mean, like, we we mention it in in the intro. We reward them for taking mind stress. Yes, um, which is good. So I suppose that there's there's kind of the element there, but um, we couldn't really come up with a really interesting way. Of having uh, an interesting and sympathetic view of addiction, which was a fun game mechanic. Yeah, rather than like, well, you've just robbed your mother's telly for the third time. Yeah, so we just we we just told you you were hooked on it. Yeah, that's fine. And I mean, uh, the raveling knowledge power does, mm. to a degree, show that um, because yeah. the more fucked up you are, the better you are, mm. um, and that gives us a little space to sort of say, look. You think you're better on drugs? Mm. You kind of are, because this is hard. Um, but it's still not necessarily safe. I really like the Junk Mage art. 
I like how like out of all the classes um, who are here, they look the least prepared for this. They look worried, and their yeah. nose is broken. Um, and the interesting thing with the original junk mage art is it had sideburns. Mm. And, and this is a very very minor thing, but we got to just take off the the sideburns and make them incredibly mm. non-binary. Yeah, you can you can. And any any or no gender? Yeah, like it's not you can't you. It's not a picture you just look at, like say the Inca- the Incarnadine, where you look at it and go, mm-hmm. "Well, that's definitely masculine presenting." Oh, that's a nineteen fifties movie star, <laughs> and salacious with it. Mm. Um, but the junk mage is is much more agnostic. One of the few dungeon crawlers to wear a cravat. <laughs> Which tucked under vials <laughs> and I like how they half also... of the things that they have are on fire absolutely yeah like they've got a lit candle in their bag which seems like a great idea yeah Felix did such a lovely job with the junk mage I'm so I'm like I, I, I feel a definite kinship with them in terms of like I don't know how I got here but this is interesting isn't it <laughs> well here we are I'm going to skip right ahead to the major abilities okay you're going to skip over the minors we can come back to the minus later on if we can come with anything interesting to say. But we've, I think, like we've talked a lot about. I think um, I think there's one small quick thing to say about the minors. Okay. Which is the fact that there are three or four four abilities that are marks. Mm, they're like tattoos, yeah. Um, so not only are they like physical marks on your body, but like there's there's this element of a mark on your soul. Mm. Like you've let. Because you're using the power of the Red King, you've got the mark of hunger. There's something mm. branded into you now that, like, you you can smell magic. Mm. It's 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 become innate and it's become a part of you and it's changed you. I will say, actually, these are so. Yes, there is something interesting to say here because the Junk Mages are one of the most magical classes we have. Mm. Um, in a in a in a in a game where over ninety percent of the classes are uh, warlocks, they're the most warlocky. But mm. Mark of the Phantom, for example, um, silver gray skin spells and litanies of obfuscation wind their way over your body. You're an aberration in space and time, glitching through the city beneath. Gain the evade skill, and then blah, 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 whatever. Uh, there's some there's some stuff on the end of it. But one thing which we wanted to get across was that you can. You can do wizard shit. You can do magic and just say you're doing a skill. Yeah, and that is that's just fluff. That's just fiction. It doesn't like I don't I don't mind whether your character um, has the evade skill because they're slightly translucent or because they trained for years uh, sneaking and hiding from people um, or they're part raven. Whatever. I actually don't mind. Uh, I'd rather you came up with something that was interesting to you and then. And then feed that back into the game, and so the junk mage was an effort to really sort of say that you can have occult means for skills, but we don't need to get into the rules of magic to to to, to play them out. Yeah, and this backfired on us horribly in the playtest. Oh my god, yeah, which um, we'll, we'll get to when we get to the witch. <laughs> well, I mean, roll with mastery when you attempt to cast a spell. Yeah, like it, it yes, was ever was present it. in the junk mage too, which was. Mm. We had to start defining what a spell was because a lot of our playtests, I say nobody, but a lot of our playtests could, couldn't agree what a spell was. The pregens, which I bought to Gen Con to promote heart, uh, you got you, you rolled with mastery when you cast a spell when you had mind f- stress four or higher, and there were no spells. <laughs> Not one. On that, on that character. Not a single spell. 
So uh, interesting challenges all there. Mm. We, we think we fixed it, maybe. Yeah, we felt like we gave them like all their mojos of spells now. Yeah, we we uh, we lawyered up the wording a bit. You get one, and then with the blood witch, we just had yeah, you know what? When you do a thing, basically you magic, get to roll eh? mastery. Yeah, yeah, just, just use some magic, whatever. It's just words, isn't it? They uh, the drunken mage was an effort to sort of let you let you show that there are other ways of getting domains and skills. Yeah. Now, major abilities. Now the major abilities here are some of the most world building world building we do in the classes. <laughs> and they never mention them anywhere else. Because in a lot of cases, yeah, the worlds we create in these abilities just don't exist anywhere else. It's only like they are they're only in your game if there's a junk mage. And if they take this ability. Yeah, so we've got yeah. specifically the Sky Court, the Red King, uh, and the Drowned Queen. Uh, oh, and the Stone uh, Chorus, the yes. Stone Chorus, yeah. Which um, e- eagle-eyed viewers will note that those are uh, those are just the four elements. <gasps> Gasp! Yeah. Um, I I I remember I was sitting in a, a sitting in you know those yeah, they're, they're, they're very popular at the well not at the moment because we're recording during the uh, during the quarantine period of bastard pox. But um, do you remember about, I'm going to say, about six months ago, it was very popular to put a load of sort of slightly ramshackle restaurants in one large warehouse. Yes, Grant, I live in Sheffield, the home of that. Ah, yes, because, yes, all your buildings are warehouses. All of our buildings are warehouses, and all of them are like, well, we're a pop-up boutique Mm -hmm. who sell one type of sandwich. Pop-up hairdressers. And 30 kinds of gin. Pop-up dog butcher. Yeah. Anyway, the, so... Um, yeah, I, I was in one of those. I was thinking, what the Jeff am I going to do for air? Because <laughs> it come up with... Like, we had... We had... Uh, uh, fire was a red dragon. Um, water was basically the uh, the house Staris. Yeah. From um, from Spire, but more so. Spoilers, we'll uh, get so, into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, wet sad elves. Um, the uh, uh, Earth is Tartarus from Greek mythology, uh, and then air is like I don't know, fucking birds. <laughs> birds? Why not? Birds? I guess something tall. But- um, we ended up like we ended up on um, on the Sky Court. Who are I got to I got to do my favorite thing in the game, which is write about a fey otherworld. Yes. So the Sky Court comes out of the fact that Grant has burned into his very bones a need to talk about fey. Yeah. Um, it, it comes up like if, if you're aware of Grant's one pages, um, it comes up every three. time. Grant's like, I've got a new one page. It's about Faye. All right, it's is about it about anything fairies, else? Right? <laughs> well, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, um, I just I, I find the idea of Faye and fairy and and like alien creatures absolutely fascinating. Ever since I read Lords and Ladies by Terry Pratchett, the Sky Court. Um, power is really interesting because it it feeds into the the concept of addiction because you've got mm. you've got to drink strong liquor or take narcotics basically i mean it also mentions mm. a contract but i'm just going to do that um and then everybody is suddenly at a bacchanal it's a sexy party spell it's a sexy party spell it's kind <laughs> of similar to the uh some, some things the idol could do inspire yeah yeah um but they made art whereas you just you just you know Set them off, and uh, initially, like it was drink, it was drink, drugs, dance, and sex. And then Chris was like, "I don't want to play in that game." 
Yeah, I don't want like, to play. I don't want to play the game where the wizard has a fuck spell. That seems kind of Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Can we? Can we right, broaden, like, broaden that when, out a bit? When you cast an AOE, get it on <laughs> spell. Like, there's an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we removed that, and it wasn't a fight yeah. to remove it, but it it had to be removed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we just sort of broadened it out. Um, but it lets you. It lets you. It lets you have a sexy party, but you have to have. You you, you have to take drugs nearby. Um, but I think that's 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 kind of the drunk mage character. Yeah. Um, and then we get on to I think I think my favourite, which is the Red King. The Red King is a dragon. It's a dragon. There's no yeah. two ways about it. Red King is a dragon who lives on another plane of dragon. Or is it, uh, the Red King's one desire is wealth. He was so devoted to the pursuit of gold that he dreamed of himself a reality of infinite splendor. Yes, and he is the Ur Red Dragon. And then he consumed it because he was so greedy. So there is now, on in where the Red King exists, I was about to say lives, but that's probably the wrong word. It is. Um, there is nothing but the Red King, mm. because the Red King has consumed it all. Mm. And all of the Red King powers are about that excessive consumerism, excessive want, excessive need for stuff. So... You can make your unarmed attacks gain the range tags. You conjure flames on clothing. You start burning stuff out of envy. Mm. Um, with the greed of the Red King, you can determine what somebody wants right now and smell money. Mm. Um, and you can improve things you've got and then you can eat them. Mm. Like you can, you, you can get a handful of loose change and consume it to get rid of mind, blood, or echo, which is ridiculous in the context <laughs> of the echo, game. Echo, yeah. The fact that you can get rid of echo by eating money. Echo is really hard to shift. Yep. And then there's the king demands, which in um, uh, Spire was an idle power. Uh, render unto me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a king demands once per session. You can demand that a target holding any item gives you that item, and they must obey. Like you notice, there's no. I mean, I realize we didn't have them, but there's no saving throw. No, absolutely it's not. Purely it's, narrative. Narrative. it's purely narrative. It's purely like... It's there to surprise the GM. Give it to me, it's mine. I want that. Yep, and you get it. And I love that concept of unbridled greed. Um, and we'll see the mm. Red King again in the Zeniths. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we've, uh, the Sky Court are... Um, are uh, junkie um, Fae, who have their... Have their, I think they have the concept of past and future wiped. So they, they they only exist in this sort of tormented present, and they can't imagine it changing. Yeah, I mean it's it's MDMA the the power. Yeah, broadly, yeah, uh, but, but not not quite as yeah actually, yeah it's, it's just MDMA yeah, yeah. you can just um, it's just, just it's, it's a spell that does Mandy. Mm. They do they they do also have, have the ability to make to make a moment last um, uh, in inverted commas forever, mm. um, but it kind of lets you uh, it's, it's, it's a. a a moment eternal initially initially created to make kissing better. Yeah, that was its purpose. It lets you do things like pick locks, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like I I don't know like like put a put a splint on someone's broken leg before the bear comes and eats you. Write a quick chapter in your journal. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, they, uh, they they it was fun. It was a fun um, way of playing with the with the idea of elementalism and the idea of warlocks. And trying to make them weird and personal mm. to our to our to our fiction, I will also note that the kiss of the drowned queen. Um, uh, the reason, uh, so it it 
it it it comes with a, it comes with a weapon. It comes with a piercing weapon, which is great, and it does it does extra damage. The target is at least shin deep in water, and that didn't used to come with the major, and everyone just took it. Yes, like it was like that, that that was your auto purchase. You took that one because because you can point at someone and they drown. And there was the element of like, oh, that's 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 the. It wasn't like mechanically the best spell, but it was the coolest spell. Yeah. So we had we had to up the cool on the others. Yeah, and the, I really like the Drown Queen because it helps us expand on things that we've dealt with in Spire without directly necessarily referencing them. So it's you the don't Staris. you don't need to know anything about Spire to play this game. Mm. But the yeah. the Drowned Queen is the is and we don't mention this anywhere, but is the previous ruler of House Staris from yeah. Spire. What's the what's the epithet for Staris? Is it, is, is, it, is it the Drowned Court? I guess you can't remember Drowned Kings. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while you talk. Yes. Um, so it's the queen of of um, of House Staris, who was a ruler of the Home Nations for the longest time, until her entire line was intentionally drowned because they were so awful and reprehensible. Mm. So... While the the Red King could have been like a primal force eternal, the the Drown Queen is actually like within the last hundred years, she's risen to power like this. Like she's died and been so powerful that she's she's a force you can call on as a patron. Yeah, it's just it's just the Staris, the Drowned Kings. Yeah, and that that really for me reinforces how the religion inspire works because if you look mm. at all the human gods inspire their their ascended humans and a lot of them aren't decades old some of them are year old in some cases Mm. um yeah a lot more recent and like everything in this game is happening now and to you Mm. and the drown queen is an example of that she just got so powerful that she might as well be called a god. Why not? Mm. And we, uh, we. So I think she's only got one power now. She, yeah, she used to have two. She did have two. Yeah. Uh, and we, we sort of mushed them together because the other, the other one was I think like we had uh, it was it was all themed around like death. Mm. Uh, and we couldn't come up. With, it was very it's hyper specific. Like you, like you can give undead creatures orders, which made sense for a queen of death, but yeah. not in a game where you might not meet a ghost. And also, like, we'd done that power and we thought that was great. Mm. And then we carried on with the rest of the book and then we did the adversaries chapter and then realised that there wasn't a whole bunch of undead. <laughs> there is a ghost and a skeleton. But it, it's one of those things, right, like, if you've taken the Drowned Queen's abilities, mm. your GM is then being signalled, make the game wetter. Yes, for sure. Right. And I, I think, like, we've also got, like, Body of Water... Um, Ion, no, it's gone. Um, body of water still to, exists. Body of water, no, it was the um, yeah. So it's, it's under slumbering eternal. Once possession, you also locate a useful source of water: a stream, a pipe, a drain, a reservoir, a waterfall, etc. So, uh, which 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 rather lets you say, which rather lets you use your abilities, or at least theme the game around you. Yeah, um, but the GM is also beholden to increase the wetness, increase the dampness of the game, <laughs> increase the dampness. Let's talk about zeniths. Let's talk about the Stone Chorus, because I feel like we're missing out the Stone Chorus. It's the least exciting Zenith and the least exciting power. Wow. I'm sorry. It's Earth, man. No one gives a shit about Earth. <laughs> I think people who watch, like, Avatar The Last Airbender are going to be very upset with you right now. Sorry, so, yeah, so they've got, like, an Airbender, they've got a Waterbender. Um, 
don't really remember if there was a main Earthbender character, was there? I'm yeah, sure there very was. important, very cool one. Oh, uh, was there? Was it like the, the, the Soggy Jim? Muddy Jim was there. Muddy Jim, yeah, Muddy Jim. Have you seen it recently? Throwing around big handfuls, of just just big like lumps of dirt. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Stone Chorus. They're there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I don't, wow. I don't really care about them. I'm sorry. I couldn't come up with anything interesting for dirt. We did the best we could. The the Sanctum of Stone Chorus is an interesting one because it references the parasitic temples of the old gods. Yeah. Um, and that's a really interesting thing to start weaving into your campaign. Again, this is one of the few places that that's ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you access to your own fracture, for want a better way of putting yeah. it, um, that even the say, Dead Walker can't access. I will say, like, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm, I'm going to claim it was deliberate, but I'm, it just happened by accident. I deliberately made the Stone Chorus not very exciting because their power is really fucking useful. <laughs> it basically gives you a sort of van. In the or like or like like a, like a portable storage room. It gives you a Learman's tiny hut. Yeah, um, which is maybe cursed. I don't know. It also, and I'd like to point this out, removes D six from Echo when you go there. Yeah, Junk Mages are surprisingly survivable. Um, junk Mages um, can make ridiculous tanks mm. if you're of the min maxing mind. Although, why are you min maxing yeah. a narrative? Yeah, game? I don't get. But we haven't we haven't talked about their core ability actually, where they they can consume resource to get soak equal to the value they roll. Mm-hmm. That's silly. Um, yeah. So you can you can go up against pretty much anything you want as long as you've got like valuable enough coins which you're eating. Yeah, like or you 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 can do a line of powdered heart's blood and take a knife to the chest and be fine. Yeah. Mm. Like if you roll as a lo- six, as, as, as long as you describe casting a spell at some point during that interaction, yeah, yeah it's fine. go for it. Yeah. Um, but not only with the sanctum do you get to go there and meditate and gain back echo, like because you're out mm. of the heart, you're mm. in something so different that is the heart ebbs away mm. you can then start accessing it like a, a warehouse for no better way of putting mm. it and then you start finding shit other people have put there <laughs> which powers all of your other abilities yeah. really well like mm. I've not yet seen somebody take stone chorus in a game mm. and those people are stupid well, it's like it's like okay. Do you want infinite fireballs? Do you want to drown someone on dry land? Do you want do you want a sort of gaseous MDMA that leaks out your ears, or or storage capacity? <laughs> do you want a bigger backpack? And like I played the a massive backpack. The backpack um, is pretty good. Yeah. Also, I should point out the Stone Chorus is actually on the cover. Yes. Yes, that is fair. <laughs> That yeah, is the stone, chorus, that, that is a part of the stone chorus on with the hands on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Like, no, I, I think I think I'm 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 talking them down a lot, but I'm 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 I wouldn't have put something in the book if I didn't like it. No, they they're good, like. they're interesting, but they're not. They don't have the sparkle that everybody else does. No, um, and that is an oversight on our part. Like we could have, I'm sure we could have made it sparklier if we'd have thought longer and harder. Um, but I really sparkle. like the Stone Chorus. I've always liked mm. the Spirits. Maybe it's because I'm a boring person. Well, also, like you're you're really into Greek mythology. You did classics. Yeah, it's true. And so, like the idea of having um, a Tartarus version of Earth is that how it's pronounced? Tartarus. Tartarus. No, it's Tartarus. Tartarus. I've always pronounced Tartarus. Tartarus. Um, having that sort of like. 
hell, uh, ha- ha- having Earth as hell, but not the sort of hot punishment hell. Mm. Just a sort of, fuck off down there, okay? We can't deal with you right now. <laughs> sure, um, and how And how, like... In a game about old gods and forbidden religions, like okay, uh, and and like and like forbidden magics, you can just jam all of that into one spell, and your drunk mage is like, "No, I want to be like, I want, I want the real shit." Yeah, I mean, for for classics students, as it were, and anybody that's ever read Greek mythology and the like, like mm. the Stone Chorus of the Titans, mm. like they're what came before everything. They are where, where while the Drowned Queen is within the last couple of decades. The stone cores are beyond ancient. Oh, also, also, they used to have a second one. They did. Um, they used to have the capacity to. It was like it was like shaping stone. Mm-hmm. You could dig stuff. through tunnel and rock. And you, and you and you could like imprison someone as sacrifice. Yeah, and that was, I really like that bit because uh, in the fluff text for that we were like, "You've discovered the truth behind the stone cores. They're hiding from something." Mm-hmm. I really like the idea that like they, they put themselves in there because they were scared of yeah, the they new gods. Yeah, the, the old gods sealed themselves away to protect mm. them. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't really have room for that. Well, we did, but we, it was in um, Deep Apiarist. We gave them that power as a zenith. Mm. When they encased things in crystal, it moved over yeah, there. That's true, yeah. I'd like to point out that we have a, we have a document... Um, <laughs> when we're making games, which is called Chris's Powers to Steals. Um, which is where we shift all excuse, of... Excuse me, excuse me. It's called Chris's Big List of Powers for Steals. Um, yes. Uh, and it was once, <laughs> I believe, called Grist for the Mill. Yeah, that was a proper name for the document. Um, yeah. Which is where we, we write a power and we go, that's good. Damn, that doesn't fit. Mm. And we shift it over. Um, and yeah, we kind of we strip out a little bit of the fluff to it and we, we leave it there because we like it, but it's not right for what we're doing. Mm. Um, and then we go, oh, oh, hang on, there's something in this document. And we can pull wholesale these powers over, change the the tone, change a couple of the details oh. and make it another power. And that's what happened. So the Stone Chorus is, became a deep apiarist zenith. Mm. Talking of zeniths, Harold of the Red King is one of the first ones we wrote. Real early, actually, yeah. That was that was incredibly early. You summon the biggest dragon you can think of. And like an actual dragon whose blood is molten coins. Mm. And like, again, again, we don't say it's a dragon. It's a writhing town-sized knot of jealousy and fire and iron-hard scales and breathes flame. It's a dragon! It's a dragon, lads, okay? Dragons it's dragon. are in the game, it's fine. Yeah. We've got we've got this dragon and we've got there's 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 a there's a there's a baby dragon later on. There's an egg dragon, yeah, the widim in the library. Yeah, there's a dragon here. I think like like dragons are I'm gonna say half of dungeon crawling. Mm. The other half. You don't get <laughs> the dragon second, the latter half. Yeah, um, I just we couldn't really come up with anything interesting enough for them, and also they felt a bit powerful. Yeah, one thing we didn't want in the heart was. Um, these overbearing creatures that are mm. everywhere. Like mm. in um, in Dungeons and Dragons, um, there's always a dragon in the mountains or the caves mm. or somewhere. Like everywhere is basically menaced by a dragon. We have things mm. of the same echelon, of the same tier in, in the angels. Mm-hmm. A very, very different vibe. A very different vibe, but also that is they're targeted. Mm. You don't just have um, an angel wandering the landscape because they fancy it. 
an, an angel doesn't want to amass gold unless it's been told to do so. Yeah. Whereas a dragon is a free agent and it's it's a natural creature, so it moves around, it makes a home, and it defends its territory. It's also really hard to play an NPC who's smarter than you. Yeah, and one that can just fly away when it gets hit by one arrow. You love that bit. You always mention that when dragons come. It makes up. me so angry. How how DMs don't just fuck off. Like the second if you're playing D and D, and if if the dragon goes, oh hang on, they're attacking me. Ow, that actually hurts. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'll I'll wait until they're asleep and just burn the town down. <laughs> but yes, anyway, Herald of the Red King. Yeah, you the, summon a red dragon. You summon a, um, a red dragon, but the best part of this is that you have to cast. You have to roll endure a cult, and if you succeed you become the red king that's pretty cool so you die the current red king dies and you become the red king you take over and like i assume you you start off as a human with coin gold blood Mm -hmm. um and then slowly morph into the form of the red king but then then you can be summoned by other junk mages yeah right just just you, like Dark Souls fat, rocking up. Yeah. And then on a failure on this roll, you're added to his horde. Now, yeah. if you'll remember, there's nothing in the the uh, the Red King's realm. Because he's eaten it all. <laughs> so you join the rest of the coin in his blood. In his big tummy. Oh, delicious. Mm. Uh, we've got the Herald of the Drowned Queen, which is the only top tier ability in any role playing game, which puts you into an arranged marriage. <laughs> which gives you a wife. Yeah. Beautiful wife. Now, is she an interdimensional eel? Probably. <laughs> Can't say no. <laughs> Can't say no. But yeah, uh, the, the, uh, it, it puts you into a tremendously powerful um, relationship with the Drowned Queen. Uh, you take over a landmark. And you're like, cool. I want, I want two sessions of political maneuvering, please, mm. with my with my giant waifu behind me. But the no, but the best thing about this, right, is that in in a lot of the you become a landmark powers, mm-hmm. like you become a church, and you look after a church, whatever. In this one, you become Grima Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Sorry, yeah, I'd, I'd gotten confused. Like, you start as her advisor, and then what? And then one of the routes out of the campaign is maybe you get married to her. Yes, and it's the fact that, like, you're actually not in control of this Zenith to begin with. Like, she can just go, nah, fuck you. Absolutely not. But you're whispering in the ear of an of a, of a powerful, of an of a entity more powerful than you by magnitudes. Like, God tier. Yeah. yeah. And, and if she starts following your advice, maybe you got a nice marriage out of it. Yeah. To an undead drow. Uh, and then the Herald of the Stone Chorus, where you imprison someone. And I really like the flavor text for this, which is, you throw open the door to the chorus's prison. While they look on in shock, you throw another captive into the cell. It's like, gentlemen! <laughs> mm. And then slam the door. But the most important thing about this is, nothing can free the target from its prison short of you, the door, agreeing to open. Oh yeah, you become the door, don't you? So now that you've become the door, the Titans can't return unless you think it's okay. <laughs> Like I like how I like how many of the uh, the drug mages that have set up the next campaign. Yes, yeah, like they're they're begging for a second season, right? Yeah. The Stone Chorus is I think the Zen, the Stone Chorus of the Zenith is so good. Mm, it's fun. So good. you know what I'm begging for? What's that? 
us to move on to the next section. You've been listening to the director's commentary podcast for Heart, the City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Thank you.